Welcome to season number three of Influence Marketing Talks. As always, this is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in a digital age and all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. Brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. I'm Senna Oudmark and I'm the head of marketing at Cure Media. My name is Frida Ekholm and I'm the social media manager here at Cure Media. And I'm Holly Marin and I'm the marketing manager for the UK market at Cure Media. That's right. There are three of us in the studio today. Yay! Yay! Yay. So fun! So <laughs> exciting! And you better get used to Holly's voice because she will join us not only for this episode, but also as a co-host for the entire podcast series as we enter season three. So welcome, Holly. You have been a guest in the podcast before, but now you are actually one of the co-hosts. I know. I feel like I've I've made it. This is my introduction <laughs> to real society. Um, yeah, so happy to be here. So like I said, I'm the marketing manager for the UK. Um, I am a social media addict. Instagram is my uh, truck of choice. <laughs> uh, and when I'm not absolutely glued to my phone, um, I'm probably out and about in London uh, enjoying or abusing the bottomless brunch scene. So keep an eye out for me. You'll see me around. <laughs> yeah. And it's great to have a UK voice in yes. the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so nice. We're so international now. And, you know, I, I think actually I was looking at our listeners the other day and we have so many more listeners across Europe than we did. Yeah. It's so nice to see that growth. It's super exciting. Yeah. yeah so fun. Um, but obviously, I'm really happy to be here, but I'm a bit sad that we won't have you every episode from now on, Zana. No, I know. I will have two jobs yes. during the spring. If everything goes as planned, I'm having a little baby girl in December. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and that will be super exciting as well. I will probably guest you every yeah. now and then for we can't keep her away <laughs> as well. But, but yeah, we'll be counting down. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into today's topic. Um, at the beginning of last year, in our third episode of the podcast, we talked about which five big trends we thought we'd see on the influencer marketing scene during 2021. And now, uh, almost one year has passed, and we thought we'd look back and see how good we actually were at predicting the future. Yeah, and we'll go through them trend by trend. And as you say, see how good we were and how bold we were in our guesses. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think... Um, you have your back free though, Holly. I know, exactly. Yeah. This is not on me. <laughs> None of these are my predictions. No. <laughs> but I think one of the first ones um, that I want to talk about, because it's one that stood out to me when I um, first listened to this episode, was that... We Well, you guys predicted that social shopping would become the new normal. And that's, you know, particularly with Instagram was going to turn into this like go-to shopping platform. And I think that's come good. <laughs> yeah. There's not so much more to say about it. We can we can predict it for this year as well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And as we see more and more flagship stores are closing mm. uh, like in big companies like H&M just revealed they're closing their biggest store in Stockholm yeah. after 40 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And now when we record this, we are in the late October. Yeah. yeah. So that's just happened. Yeah. And um, I think one of the things that 
um, I thought might feed into this is, you know, Instagram is introducing its checkout um, capabilities across like loads of more countries. Do you have it in Stockholm yet in Sweden? Yeah, we just got it like a couple <sighs> of weeks ago. It's It's been tested in the UK. I think it was back in late June that they started testing it. Oh, Polly was one of the big brands that started having the, uh, the capability on Instagram. Um, but I think the plan is obviously to roll that out much wider across the UK. And we're mm. we're so excited to have more ways to spend our money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. facilitates everything you can just see on the platform, which yeah. is super useful. And this we have talked about it a lot in the podcast and in, in our content and in our communication that social media is the new shopping mall and mm. the new shopping windows. Uh, we seek inspiration, we get to know brands and we nowadays also finalize the purchase. Yeah. Something brands need to be aware of. Yeah, definitely. That's how it goes nowadays. And the second trend we predicted was that unfiltered and authentic content will dominate the scene on social media. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something we definitely saw this year. Um, one of the ways that I think that's coming out is that Instagram made this announcement I think it was last month, so September for the listeners now, uh, that they would be moving to a video first platform. And it's kind of pit setting them up to compete against TikTok. But I think it speaks to this kind of appetite for unfiltered content, less pre-planned, less mm. polished. Video feels a bit more real and in the moment, doesn't it? Than yeah. flat lays and feed posts. Yeah, of yeah. course. We're tired of that. Yeah. yeah. And then even uh, actually an extension of that Instagram is is funneling money into their stories feature um you know we had the the swipe up link was replaced with the link sticker and although at right now you're listening to this in the future so i hope everyone's got used mm -hmm. to it but right now everyone hates it but i think it's going mm -hmm. to improve things because viewers couldn't um engage they couldn't reply to story posts that had the swipe ups but they can with link stickers and i think it's all about creating that kind of Real communication, real engagement, rather than just ads. Definitely, yeah, the two-way, yeah, two-way communication for sure. Yeah, I listened to a podcast with the, the commercial director at Nestigal, saying that uh, over the last six months, they found out that influencers uh, will only uh, or ask to work for them uh, for their sustainable products. So I think it's moving towards like not only consumers uh, wanting more like authentic, transparent ways of brands communicating with them, but also influencers want to market products that are uh, sustainable and more authentic. Yeah. yeah. Like more value driven. Yeah. Yeah. It's moving towards a value driven and authentic direction. And I think the stakes are higher there as well. It's not enough to just, you know, put a nice caption saying that you're an eco-friendly brand or something. People want to see that authentically and yeah, in, in yeah. all of your process. Yeah, definitely. We The consumers today are very skeptical and cynical, <laughs> as we know, especially if we look into the Gen Zs and the millennials who are the biggest consumers of today. Mm. Uh, we have done so much research into these audiences and know that this is the way they want brands to communicate with them. But yeah. I think it's also interesting to see now because this big trend, when we talked about it a year ago, it was in the middle of COVID. Everyone was at home alone and we wanted things to be real and we wanted things to be, you know, uh, transparent. Mm, yeah. So it will be interesting now as we go back to normal or at least the new normal to see how this, if this stays it probably does uh, but in which forms it will yeah. take and how it evolves 
Yeah, that will be really exciting to see. Yeah. The third trend that we predicted for 2021 was that user-generated content would be bigger than ever. Uh, And I can say, at least I say that this has definitely proven to be true. We Mm. crave for other people's content rather than brand-created content, the peer-to-peer effect rather than the brand-to-peer. And this is essential, I would say, for brands to really cut through this noise and to be seen among all the advertisements out there. If we look into 2022, I think many brands will take it one step further and even include their employees to a higher degree. Yeah. Real, great influencers. Yeah. This feels like Zana's way of setting up the Cure Media TikTok channel or something. <laughs> we have one. PS yeah. guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and continuing off with what you said, Zana, I think um, 2022, user-generated content it will gain more popularity in more ways than just reposting it on social feeds, uh, etc. And Brands will use it for uh, ads, uh, use it more on their website. They they started to do that, but I think it will be more. Yeah. Um, and really incorporate it in their overall strategy. Yeah, and I don't think it's just um, quantity. I think it will be the variety of ways that brands are using uh, user-generated content and influencer-generated content and incorporate it in slightly more interesting ways than just repost on their feed or share into their stories or, or, or paid ads, I think um, we'll probably start to see things like dark posts gaining a lot more popularity and a lot more use, using uh, influencers as live shopping hosts, things like that, something other than just the traditional ways of yeah. using it. Yeah, yeah. I think you need that to stand out again if you want to stand out yeah. from the crowd. Also it's just so in, crowded. <laughs> it is, and it will become even more crowded this year as we're entering 2022. Mm. And I think another way will be to use it in paid social settings to boost your influencer-generated content and the juicer-generated content uh, to sponsor it with with higher budgets to increase the reach and to increase conversions in the lower funnel as well. Definitely. And actually, when you said about um, stand out from the crowd and this being such a a packed-out marketplace now... One of the other ways that you predicted, and I think we're, we've already seen a lot and is probably going to get bigger um, in the year to come, is the idea of live format getting increasingly popular. And it was, you know, as the world started to open up from lockdown, we started to see examples of brands uh, really adopting live format, doing events that they could stream, uh, doing, you know, TikTok uh dances when you get everyone together to do the same dance and I think that goes back to that need for authenticity because live is kind kind of the essence of authenticity boiled down isn't it because you can't mm. sure you can rehearse but it's happening in the moment if yeah. things go wrong the audience are going to see it and you've got to yeah. be able to roll with those punches yeah yeah and I think that's something that's really particularly engaging to Gen Z and millennial um, consumers and and social media users and something we're going to see much more of uh, in the year to come. Definitely. Yeah, and an analysis by uh, McKinsey actually indicated that live uh, commerce initiated sales uh, could account for as much as 10 to 20% of all e-commerce by 2026. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's, that's not so far away. No. 
time is I don't know how, but it isn't. (laughs) Yeah. What happened? And also, uh, companies and brands report conversion rates approaching 30%, um, which is up to 10 times higher than in conventional e-commerce setting. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you can see the if we take, again, a fashion brands, clothing, apparel brands, it's so much easier to get an actual image of what the clothes look like. Mm. Like in an image, you know that this can be nails in the back yeah. to, <laughs> to make the garment look in a perfect way yeah, in the yeah. picture. But this is live. You can see and emotion and how yeah, it moves with the body. Yeah. And, and it feels more questions. personal. Yeah, definitely. Like watching a live, it gets like when someone says, this is a really good looking blouse and it feels like your friend standing in front of you like showing uh, yeah. How does this dress look? Yeah. Can I wear it on Friday yeah. or <laughs> Exactly like when you were shopping with a friend in the shopping mall. Again, yeah. this is the new shopping mall yeah. where you go with your friends. Yeah. And, and we have this trust in influencers so we take their recommendations like we would a friend. They're yeah. not just yeah. internet strangers or models yeah. that we, you know, they all no. look the same. We don't know them. And they have yeah. similar bodies to ourselves. We can like go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only the picture perfect models no. on the it's catwalk. Pe- yeah. It's people to people. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that is interesting for this year uh, is that we are not at home anymore. So, or we are, but not in a lockdown. (laughs) So I think in order for these live shopping and the live formats Mm. to really fly, you need to really have an agenda. So so a, a year ago when we talked about this, we were all seeking just to, you know, kill time and to have some company and distraction while we were bored. Um, but now we have so many more options. We can go to live events. We can go to physical stores. We can do other things. We can spend time with friends in another way. So brands really need to be more sophisticated. They have a need to have a thought-through approach as this live scene is getting more uh, competitive and more crowded as well. You need mm. to, to do it even better. Yeah, totally agree. And for the fifth uh, trend that we spotted, it was that always-on strategies will be preferred over campaign-based one-offs. And this leads us back to the authenticity aspect of marketing. You can't just pop in whenever you need something nowadays. You can't just during Black Friday or the holiday season just say, hi, here's my brand, buy my products. But you need to be there always on uh, during the year and to stay top of mind for consumers. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that's, um, I mean, it will sound crazy when people start listening to this now because obviously you'll be hearing it at the start of the new year. But actually, I think our advice would be to start thinking about your Black Friday campaigns and how you're going to drive engagement there and at Christmas or, you know, any kind of promotional launch or product launch that you have coming in the new year. Start thinking about those important shopping seasons now. Start getting your, your activations planned. Even start rolling them out as soon as you can, because that's what's going to create that trust and that relationship with consumers, as opposed to, as Frida said, just dive bombing them yeah. three weeks before Black Friday and expecting yeah. them to be like, oh, of course, those guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, start now. It's never too soon. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, you can succeed for the short term with a, a big discount code mm. campaign for Black Friday or for the Christmas season, but that will probably, that effect will not last after the Christmas tree is out of your house. Like yeah. it will be so short term. So yeah, this is probably the trend that we 
it's not even a trend for us. It's like the DNA of our what we talk about at Cure Media and how we work. So every year, every trend predictions we will always mention <laughs> always on because yeah. that's what we believe in so much um and especially now like it, the feed is so saturated if you go into your instagram account or your um other social media accounts there are so many collaborations there are so yeah. many advertisements everyone is competing for the same audience so it's not enough to just see a collaboration once or twice you need to see it mm. over and over again to build up that trust I think uh, as well, it's it's not even just the social media feeds are so crowded. The retail is so crowded. You know, if I want a skirt, I have hundreds, if not thousands of skirts to choose from. Yeah. So to be the brand that I buy my skirt from, I want to like see you for six months, get myself hyped up about that one skirt rather than someone just come into my feed and be like, what about this one? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Or just being the brand <laughs> that you search for or... Mm. Uh, when you want to buy that skirt yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure be top of mind yeah yep. so to summarize i don't know if we weren't bold enough <laughs> this or if we are just really good at predicting <laughs> the future I, I i vote for the latter yeah yeah <laughs> completely <laughs> and it has been so great to be part of these two first seasons and I look forward to hearing you guys for season three. And I know that we have lots of guests booked for, for this season. Lots of cool fashion brands, both in, in the UK, in Germany, in Sweden. And I look forward to, to hearing you. I know. It feels kind of cheeky for me to come in because you guys have done all all the hard work of building up this amazing (laughs) podcast and then I just get to stroll in for season three. Perfect. (laughs) We're so happy to have you on board. I'm so happy to be here. And Frida will be here to to hold my hand, obviously, through it all. I ain't going nowhere. (laughs) I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. And Sana, you will be back for season four. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. Yes, so make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media and continue the conversation there. <laughs>